And we are back. It is TopHeavyweights.com, the podcast, and I am here. I am your host, Sean Rosen, and I am here with the casual fan, Ryan Price. An interesting time in the heavyweight division. I think uh, we weren't doing this podcast, and Ryan was truly a casual fan, and I am what I am as a diehard fan. I think I would have lost Ryan by now, but he's uh, he's a sport, <laughs> and he's staying with us following the heavyweight division in what has to be considered a murky mess with low momentum and nothing but time to force the hands of those involved. Ryan, uh, how you doing? I'm well. How are you, Sean? I'm not bad. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a strange time. You know, it's funny when we uh, were working on these original podcast um, formats back in early 2020, and uh, I believe late 2019, the heavyweight division not only was cooking, but it looked like it was getting ready for a, a huge boom in terms of becoming a mainstream um, uh, talking point for sports fans. And then, of course, things changed and there was restrictions and we know about the uh, the changes in our society. And, of course, it affected heavyweight division, boxing on the whole. And it's never quite come back. But what we're in right now is an interesting stagnation yep. with obvious, <laughs> ironically enough, <laughs> obvious evidence that those who are waiting are waiting because they believe there's a lot more money to be gotten than what they're being offered. So it's a it's a it's a tough time. It all it all starts with the granddaddy of disappointments, which is of course uh Tyson Fury's defense against Derek Chisora, which is coming up on uh, December 3rd at Tottenham's Hotspur Stadium in London in the United Kingdom 12 rounds. Ryan, we haven't really gone on for about a month because we talked about this fight because we knew it was uh on the way. And yeah. uh, we really didn't have much to say. It's now official. Uh, everyone knows about it. They have sold, I would say, fifty to 60,000 tickets. So come fight night, it'll be sold out. And it is Derek Chisora, and it is Tyson Fury, and they're big names. And uh, But it has to be considered what it is. Uh, it's a voluntary defense of the WBC title. Tyson Fury won it from uh, Deontay Wilder. He um, defended it against Deontay Wilder. He um, defended it against the... Uh, the uh, WBC interim heavyweight champion and mandatory challenger Dillian White. And he's back again this year to take a voluntary defense. People yeah. have railed on it all over the internet. <laughs> uh, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, you know, uh, but it is a voluntary defense. So Ryan, is there anything to say about it from your uh, standpoint? I, I mean, it's just, it's very, as we said last time, it's very hard to be, excited about it uh you know it's it's a fight and you never you, you never know i suppose but it just feels um yeah it just still feels like it's a, it's it's not what you want to watch but we will yeah we, we will, will watch it we will watch <laughs> for it. sure for sure so let's look at um the big heavyweight fight on the undercard daniel dubois defending his wba regular heavyweight title against kevin lorena of south africa so that's 12 rounds. Um, Ryan, before I say anything, thoughts? Well, um, I mean, I, being the casual fan, I, you know, Kevin Lorena was not someone that was on in any way on my radar, whereas Dubois was. Uh, you know, I've paid some attention to his fights. Since since the fight got announced, I've been, I've been you know, checking out uh, past fights and watching a few things of him just being interviewed. And, uh, he's interesting like i i i i would 
I would definitely be a, if he gets through this and he manages to win, which would be incredible. Um, I would definitely be a fan. He's uh, seems like a good guy and uh, seems like a tough guy. So it's going to be, an, I think it'll be an interesting fight. Um, you've also, from what I've uh, heard from you, you've been sort of monitoring the social media and the comment sections yeah. and some of yeah. the stuff going on. What do you make of the, you know, the reaction of the heavyweight division? I mean, and there's not a lot of it right now because people have gone into like yeah. a, a zombie state of a sorts, state, yeah. but, um, Kevin Lorena has jammed his name into the discussion. There's no yeah. doubt about it yeah. He's in the discussion. He is being looked at around the world, yeah. um, more so than before, obviously, Yep. Um, what what's your have you gotten a sense and you have been looking at it from, how well, from, people are seeing it? Because you're doing the Instagram thing with yeah, all the heavyweight yeah. scenes. So, yeah, I've been I've been paying yeah. some attention to that. So, um, you know, and and it's it's going to be hard, obviously, to tell from uh, from the boxer himself because they're not going to be uh, expressing any doubts about what's what's going to what's going to happen. Um, comments comments tend to be you know they they're definitely. Sw- I would say they sway more in the idea that people are saying like, "Oh, you're going to get, you're going to get knocked out. Dubois is going to just uh, win this fight easily." Right, right. But I mean, they've never fought each other. Uh, he seems like he has the parts. I don't like. I don't. Yeah, know I, 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 I've looked at it as closely as you can look at it, and mm-hmm. um, I think Kevin Lorena may be something special. Daniel yeah. Dubois is something special. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be. Uh, I mean, Dubois has the edge in terms of, well, I mean, I just think Dubois has been in tougher, in, in tougher. He's been in tougher right. in heavyweight division, obviously. Right. And uh, yeah. I just think he's got, and also I think he's still ascending as a heavyweight, even though he did have to deal with the Joe Joyce uh, loss. Yeah. And then that did expose him to some extent. Yeah, uh, for sure. On some for levels. Sure. Um but I think he's considered to be a step above just based on his pedigree and his youth yeah. and his power. Yeah. And, you know, he's yeah. got good. And obviously Frank Warren, uh, this is his, you know, this is his uh, WBA mandatory. And um, I just think Frank Warren's a sharp guy when it comes to uh, matchmaking. And I'm sure he's involved. Yeah. And um, he's making this choice based on him believing that Dubois is the f- clear favorite. So, yeah. but Again, it comes down to Kevin Lorena and what he can execute in in terms of how the match will come together. Dubois yeah. has his style. Kevin Lorena yeah. has his style. It'll really be a question of who... You know, I still think that if Dubois is fast with a counterpunch, mm-hmm. uh, it might be tough for Lorena. But then again, Lorena is... If Dubois is wild and misses, Lorena does seem to be a, um, a counterpuncher with sharp shooting ability. Yeah. Very fast combination. Very fast. Yeah. Very, very fast. fast. And um, he has a good gas tank. Mm-hmm. I don't think size is the issue here. No. Um, no. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, it's no, an we'll intriguing, we'll I have to say, it's for me, this is one of those fights that, um, that does happen where now I do think. Dubois is doing something where he's trying to get Lorena before Lorena gets acclimatized fully to the division. And it's just what it is, but yeah. we'll see. Um, I think uh, if this was, uh, this would be one of those fights that I would take a friend to and say, look, you got to check this out. This is going to be sure. good. One. Yeah. 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 It's going to be good. Like something's going to, yeah, no, it, seems it like won't be, be yeah, something. Yeah. It's not going to be a dull. Oh no. A dull fight. That's no way. Sure. No way. No, All right. Um, Fabio Wardley and uh, Nathan Gorman, they are fighting on the undercard. And uh, we'll talk about the main event in a second. But let's start with the undercard fight on this. This is November 26th at the OVO Arena in London in the United Kingdom. It's going to be a 
12 rounds, believe it or not. I was surprised by that because it's the uh, the vacant British Boxing Control Board British title. And um, that's normally a 10-round fight, I would have thought. Okay. But anyways, it's 12 rounds. Yeah, this, so is, this, is, this is going below my... Uh, I, yeah, I, I realize honest. that. Casual fan. Do you know anything about <laughs> this? Uh, you know what? To be honest, I, this is one that you, uh, you yeah. threw my way and I did yeah. not have time to really look into. So. No problem. It's honestly, Wardley is a... Uh, he's, a he's an undefeated guy. He's just below the top 30, but... Um, he's racing forward now that this is his uh, toughest test. Nathan Gorman only has one defeat and that was to Daniel Dubois where he okay. lost clearly, but I don't think he was steamrolled. Okay. And so where does he fall as far as what I would say Gorman is probably, whew, he's probably down in the forties, fifties, I would say. Okay. I mean, I could pull okay. it up right now, but I would say in the forties, fifties, I mean, yeah, forties, fifties. So is this a fight that generally, is this a fight that is. It always seems to me that when they're setting these fights up, mm. somebody is there to win, win, and right. someone and, is there to and someone is there to try to move someone up. Right, Fabio. So with the chance, Fabio obviously, obviously, everyone trying to win, and obviously, right. you know, you never know what's going to happen. But it seems like when they're setting it up, that there's an idea often. But it's like, okay, this is going to be your card to to get yeah. you moving further through the ranks. Right. So is is this in this case? Is it Wardley that's moving? That they're I believe. I believe the promotion yeah. does consider Wardley the A side. Okay. Um, he's undefeated and, uh, he's with, he's managed by Dillian White, who we'll be talking about in a second. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And he's, he's, you know, he's so far, he's walked through all of his opponents. Yeah. And, yeah. um, Nathan Gorman is not someone you walk through for sure. Yeah. He's only got one defeat and he's got his own aspirations. This is a for match room sure. zone card. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think, uh, this is a, it's a test for Wardley. I mean, he should pass it. And I'm not writing off Nathan Gorman by any stretch. No. He's a tough guy and he's he's a good boxer. And it's just a question of levels. I think, uh, you know, there's what they call domestic level in the United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's the same as they don't really use the term in the United States as much. But there's domestic level. There's, you know, co a Euro continental European level. And then there's sort of international level. So okay. this is really about to determine who's going to go into the the next level the in next terms level, of right. where right. you're at okay yeah so yeah we'll leave it at that um yeah. now we've got dillian white taking on uh jermaine franklin on the obviously that's the main event um and this is happening at the ovo arena london in the united kingdom 12 rounds um yeah again thoughts on this uh well this this is one that i was i was interested in i mean it's funny i was actually looking um looking at two fights just as far as from a casual point of view of being like, how, how is this actually working? Cause I'm still trying to figure out how the, the mechanisms of how these fights get set up more than anything else in some ways. Um, besides obviously enjoying the fights. Yeah. So I was, I was sort of comparing this one to the uh, Jared Anderson, Jerry Forrest fight. Right. And looking okay. at where, where the people place. And it's like, why is, you know, cause this seems in some ways where I'm kind of like Franklin white, is this a fight for white sake? Cause it's, it would be an yeah. amazing jumper for, for, uh, Franklin. Yeah. If he huge. was to win this fight, it would be huge. enormous. Yeah. Because you're talking about Dillian White, right? Like that's, yeah. You know, so when I compare the two, I'm kind of like, how, you know, how does this, is it just because of the people, the fights that he's had that he's earned this fight? No. Or is it from, he okay, is, so explain that to me. Well, he literally, Dillian White needed, and this is how he makes money, but he wants mm -hmm. a comeback opponent. And that comeback opponent has to be at a certain level of credibility for him to right. rebound from the Tyson Fury loss. So, okay. Um, Jermaine Franklin is a guy who has struggled to get the fights he wanted. And in some of the fights he's gotten, he hasn't 
done enough to ignite the networks and to get okay. the reaction he wants. Okay. And plus he's had other issues and other problems, but nonetheless, he's undefeated. He's there. You know, I think, you know, he may be, you know, some, depending on who you're talking to, the WBO has him ranked, I believe in number 13. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's probably considered 30 ish in the world, yeah, maybe, yeah. but that's 30 well, that's with a soft, but the only reason he's really at 30 is because he's stepping up and making this move. Okay. You know, he was okay. probably sinking down in the forties before, oh, but that's okay, when he okay, was, okay. that's when he wasn't getting competition, but he's stepping up and he's taking this shot and he is taking a shot. Right. And he's, um, so that will, so that is what that is. So that affects the rankings in immediately in a sense. Absolutely. You, you yeah. Okay. If you, okay. yeah, if you're, if, if you're staying active, like for example, um, let's say Deontay Wilder is an example. He's at number three in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And Joshua's at number four. Now they're very close in terms of where people think they are. But the fact is that Dillian, uh, I mean, um, uh, Deontay Wilder cemented that and got himself yeah. moving up because he took the fight with Robert Hellenius. He won the fight. Yeah. He's making yeah. moves to get to the next place, right? If yeah. Joseph Parker were to come back in February or something like that mm -hmm. against a solid opponent, because yeah. I'm, I'm still of the opinion that uh, Joseph Parker delivered an incredible performance against uh, oh, yeah. Joe Joyce. Yeah. And I think that Joseph Parker would be tough for anyone to beat, yeah. oh, including definitely. Deontay Wilder. Definitely. And, yeah, um, and, you know, uh, I just think that he, his stock right now, his stock has not dropped a lot. No. Nope. And if he took a competitive bout in his next bout, um, yeah, his yeah. stock would go up. So, yeah. um, yeah, Jermaine yeah. Franklin is probably pushing into the top 30 now, or is in the top 30 because of his undefeated record, because right. he was close to the top 30 at one point when he had momentum after his win over Jerry Forrest, mm -hmm. um, we'll talk about. You made but reference so then his, to his, his ranking after the fight. Like, say, if he was to lose win? the fight, well, say if he's to win, that, that, if he was to win, it would change dramatically. Obviously, uh, it's if, all, he was, that's a if he was to lose, though, would he sort of hover? No, he would. No, he 40s? would probably go into the forties. He would go back to the forties. It was so yeah, it's yeah. just from taking on the fight. Now, would that depend on his performance? No, but I'm like, saying even if he hadn't taken the fight, he'd be in the forties. Right, right. But now he's. But you're saying that he's because he's taking the fight. He's sort of. Yeah, because he was almost top. He was considered top 30 in the world. He's ranked number yeah. 13 by the WBO. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of so guys. What I'm, what I'm saying, sorry. though, is, is the ranking. Sorry, I hate to cut you off. But is the ranking depending then? Like if he was to lose the fight, but he was to actually go 12 rounds, say, and was mm -hmm. losing a decision or something. He might, his, he, he, then might, he hover still around them more than 30. Like is that going to affect he, he, Depending on his performance, he might move up. I mean, uh, Zhang, Zhang Zaili, his rankings went up. Yeah, in his yeah. controversial twelve-round yeah, loss to yeah. uh, Philip Hergovic, so he, yeah, he went up, and he's considered a, a guy. If he took the right fights, he's he's a dangerous guy, and um, I think he gained yeah. a lot of confidence in that. We'll see what I happens, so but yeah. no, it really comes down to how you measure up. The rankings yeah. in the world should be based on the reality of your activity, your momentum, uh, how you've shaped up against other heavyweights, um, mm -hmm. who you've beaten. There's a lot of things to consider, um, but I think the good thing is we have a, a system or a, a non-system, if you will, where there are many different entities of of different uh, um, trustworthiness, uh, objectivity, uh, mm -hmm. you name it. But when you put them all together and you calculate and you get a reasonable assessment yeah. of things, plus yeah. you use some common sense, yep. you can yep. really you can you can assess a ranking in the world that uh, is is accurate. Is accurate, yeah. Is accurate. Yeah. That makes sense. And that's, I'd say, where that's where it is. And I, I'd say, is Jermaine Franklin getting a bit of a bump right now because he's sure. taken this fight? Yes, he is. Yeah. And he deserves it. Do you it. think he will, uh, I guess, how do you feel a fight will go? Uh, I think Franklin's going to bring the heat. 
Yeah. I think he's going to bring some uh, Detroit, you know, Michigan, that sort of that mm-hmm. heat, you know, he's going to bring it motor city yeah. and, yeah, um, it'll be, it'll be and he's not from Detroit. Detroit. He's from Saginaw, Michigan, but I'm talking about that, that Michigan, yeah. you know, it's, it's a tough, tough people. And yeah. um, Franklin's a tough guy and he's fighting for his future. And I think um, Dillian white uh, better be the dangerous, yeah, sharp Dillian white and not yeah. the post fury loss manager Dillian white. Yeah. Um, so I'm yeah, obviously, yeah, I think it's an interesting fight. I, I think, mm-hmm. uh, Jermaine Franklin is, and, and I do believe Jermaine Franklin getting himself to the point where he's ready to, and like, if he, let's say he goes, goes eight rounds or let's say it goes up the distance or mm-hmm. a great fight and it's a great fight. Well, that yeah. means Jermaine Franklin did the work to get himself to that level. And yeah. that's why he's careening into the rankings like yeah. this, because he's yeah. making other heavyweights are sitting back. And them, their management, mm-hmm. their promoters, their networks, everyone—they have to take the final responsibility. They are not owe. They don't owe anyone anything. You've made that point. Yeah. But they are active heavyweights. This is the yeah. sport they're in, yeah. and there is a. Yeah. Anyway, so expectation. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, think so. Um, we'll see what happens. I think yeah. Dillian White is again the favorite, just like Dubois is in his fight. Yeah. Against Lorena, but you've got two guys that are definitely coming to win and have a pedigree where if they did win, it wouldn't be the shock of all shocks. Yeah, no, it's true. Right. It's true. So it wouldn't be that. So, um, all right, let's talk about, uh, Zan Kasabutsky who stopped Mohammed. Um, sorry, Mohammed was fighting. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What's the guy that is a name here. Just a sec. It's okay. That's his last name. Yeah. So it's Kasabutsky yeah, versus Mohammed. And, uh, he won a uh, third round, uh, TKO. Yeah. And that was from uh, Germany at the Rudolf Weber arena, um, November 5th. So did you saw the highlights? I watched the fight. Yeah. You watched the fight. Um, thoughts. Pretty tough. He seems like a pretty, uh, competitive guy. He's, he's a tough guy. He's a, yeah. he's a dark horse. Um, yeah. he doesn't get upset. He doesn't get worked up. He's no, got this no. stoic, uh, thing about him. That's really great. And he's gone through some tough guys and yeah, he's done he it has. convincingly. He's, stoic he's is the best, uh, stoic is a, is a good, uh, and very stoic, you know, like yeah, you can't, it's, sure. hard, it's hard it, to picture him rattled. being rattled. No. You can't, you can't see him being rattled. No. The WBC no. has put forward a mandate that, bef- that they want, if Makhmadov is successful with his fight, we'll talk about that in a minute coming up on mm-hmm. uh, December 16th. There's, by the way, been a change of opponent. I don't know if you know about that. Oh, I don't know that. No, no. yep. Again, it's ridiculous. But um, uh, the WBC has said that they want Mac. I don't exactly know the structure. Maybe it's a, a an eliminator, a sub-eliminator, or who knows what, but they want, and I've seen this in many places, so there seems to be confirmation of it, and it's a great fight to look forward to if it happens. If Makhmadov is successful on December 16th, which believe me, he will be, mm-hmm. um, he will be mandated in some way, shape, or form to face Zan Kasabutsky. He will be. Okay. Yes. And that's... Uh, that would be, be a great fight. No, that's... Yeah. You're talking that's, about a, that's something to be excited about. That would be something to be excited yeah. about. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought he was impressive and he marches on. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jared Anderson, you made the reference to the Jared Anderson, Jerry Forrest. Now, what you were sort of saying is, you know, looking at Jared Anderson and Jerry Forrest, they're cl- much, yeah. much more closely ranked. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, uh, but with, well, Jared Forrest or Jared Anderson rather being being slightly up in the rank, uh, right. the ranking. Yeah. But he's facing an opponent who's. I was just curious with how someone lower in the ranking was getting a fight with Dillian White, whereas someone higher in the ranking was getting a fight. So he's obviously looking to fight someone who's a tough competitor, 
Yeah. And you've got to remember that each, that for the most part, all of these heavyweights are their own business entity. They are their right. own world of decision-making. They decide yeah. what they want to do. There's, there are so many different belts and there's so many different influencers. Um, it really comes down to marketing and money. Like, you know, who brings mm-hmm. what to the table, who brings mm-hmm. the, so right mm-hmm. now, Jerry Forrest brings credibility to the table. Uh, this is yeah. Jared Anderson. This is his people putting it on. And, uh, yeah. He's looking for a convincing win over a guy who's fought to a draw recently with Xyli Zhang. He's fought to a draw with uh, Michael Hunter. Mm-hmm. He had a good fight with Jermaine Franklin. Some people felt he won it, yeah. but Franklin got yeah. the decision, and that's why he's uh, where he is. Um, so Jared Anderson has been walking through people um, yeah. and doing it pretty convincingly with some pretty sharp boxing skills and some intense power definitely. and some youthful exuberance, and you name oh, yeah. it, right? He's bringing yeah, it. So. Definitely. Jerry Forrest is credible, and uh, yeah. this is it's at Madison Square Gardens, and that's going to be on the 10th of December. Ten rounds, Madison Square Gardens, Jared Anderson off facing off against Jerry Forrest. Um, any thoughts on that? I mean, uh, it's not... Well, it's not really... I mean, yeah, it's, I think it'll be a good fight. I definitely yeah, think it'll, it'll be, be a, it'll be all, but it, I mean, Jerry There's Forrest, no, if he uh... brings his A game, he, he yeah. sort of stumbled a bit when he fought Kubrat Pulev. He lost the decision there, and uh, Pulev really looked sharp. Uh, that was before Pulev lost to uh, Derek Chisora, which okay. put Derek where he yeah. is. Yeah. Um, we'll see what Jerry Forrest shows up. And yeah. uh, Makhmadov was supposed to be fighting against um, Akpajiori uh, from Nigeria, the undefeated heavyweight. Uh, that has been canceled. Uh, apparently, the Nigerian is will be taking a regional fight or a Nigerian fight hmm. on the other side of the ocean um, okay. for that other reasons. by... Well, apparently the people from Makhmadov's management are saying that um, Akpajori uh, withdrew. They believe they had a contract, but I suppose he's in Miami. That's where he's fighting out of, but it's just hard to enforce and who knows what. So they've now got uh, Arslanbek Makhmadov fighting off against Michael Wallach of Germany. Again, he's got a good few defeats. Um, This isn't even a box rec yet. Or maybe right. it is by the time right. uh, this is heard. I don't know, but um, it's yeah. a it's a ridiculous mismatch. Right. The guy's ranked 161 in the world. He's got he's right. lost five of his yeah. last eight or six. Uh, I mean, it's just yeah. um, this is a KO one. This is yeah. the only reason this. So won't with this be... fight, would this fight have happened just because of the fact that they'd had something lined up, and they're like, "Well, you gotta fight somebody at this point." Yeah, it's the show must go on. The show must go on. The show so on. Like... They must go on, and and they would have literally. I mean, I don't want to be cynical, but they would have scoured the. Who's who's open for business? Because it's and, and they don't and with that it's a short time frame. Like that's the sixteenth, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so. it's a short. Yeah, it's a real. It it's it's not good. And no, uh, no. on the undercard, Simon Keane, who's the Canadian heavyweight, he's mm-hmm. only got one defeat, and that defeat was back in twenty eighteen. It seems yeah. recent, but long yeah. time ago. And he's yeah. one. He's one <laughs> about seven. Sense. Everything seems like a long time ago now. Yeah. Um. But the uh. He's he's won eight in a row or seven in a row since then, and uh, mm-hmm. he's taking on former title challenger Eric Molina. Eric Molina, not who he once was. He's taken yeah. a few defeats, and he's gone down in in fights lately that haven't bode well with fans in terms yeah. of there's a a cons- uh, perception that he folds. Yeah, but he does bring yeah. he's he is what who he is, and he's talented and he's dangerous. If he's motivated, he did show. Mm-hmm. I think he fought Alan Babic, um, who's the undefeated heavyweight, who's sort of coming in and out of the scene. But um, in that fight, while Molina lost in a way that people weren't overly impressed by, when he does fire, he's dangerous. And yeah. um, 
Yeah. Simon Keane has had a shaky development. He's he's gotten close to the top 30. He's been in the top 30, but it's just mm-hmm. low competition. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, he's been dropped by guys that were walked over by other undefeated yeah. heavyweights. So yeah. Yeah. Simon Keane against Eric Molina. We'll see what happens. I don't think there's yeah. much to say about yeah, that. No, no, uh, no, no, say. We'll see. And let's uh, let's talk about undisputed chaos. Um, yeah, chaos. The the undisputed apparently has got a more than just a hiccup, a stumbling block. The IBF mm-hmm. has mandated that uh, unified heavyweight champion Alexander Usyk must go into negotiations to defend to IBF mandatory. Uh, challenger Philip Hergovic of Croatia. Now, this doesn't have any outs or exits. They have to stop all negotiations with any other um, heavyweights. They must go into this mandatory defense. Um, the IBF hasn't had a mandatory defense since Kubrat Pulev a few years ago. So they are, you know, it's within their rights to do this. Uh, the WBA is actually next in line. They were supposed to be the next mandatory. Um, but the IBF, there are no formal rules telling the IBF what they have to do. So they've done this. Yeah. Now we're hearing from Usyk's side that um, they're not concerned about it and they're going forward with undisputed. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, that confused me because I'm like, what, yes. you know, who, who has the greater power in this case? Like the, the IBF can they, would they, they would obviously have the ability to just take the belts away. Well, that's what happens. I mean, if Usyk, and for example, so, but then it's not an, but then it's, so then they're having a then Fury and Usyk are fighting, but it's it not an undisputed. It won't be undisputed. Yeah. I mean, there'll still be people out there who'll say, "What does it matter? It's the number one versus sure, the number sure, two. But, but when yeah. they do that, they're talking about lineal. They're talking about cementing yeah. the lineal. Yeah. It's not undisputed is undisputed, and for better or for worse, the IBF is a major belt. There are yeah. only four of them right now. Obviously, yeah. that's just the soup. Uh, some call it alphabet soup. That's what we've yeah, got right now. But they can't soup. they can't change the general perception of the no. world. They can't no, change. No, no. So I think what this really is, and this is what we're sort of getting at, is that I think this is a power play by Eddie Hearn. Uh, mm-hmm. He's, of course, with Wasserman, uh, or sorry, Sauterland Brothers, excuse me. They are they are the uh, the promoters for uh, Philip Hergovic. And yeah. also DAZN has a huge contract with Anthony Joshua and uh, Matchroom Boxing. Right. And DAZN does not want to be out of the heavyweight championship boxing business. Right. All right. right. So right. Hmm. Uh, Philip Hergovic is being sent like a torpedo into this situation. Yeah. The thinking being if Usyk takes the fight and says, all right, you know, you're fighting Chisora. I'm going to take care of uh, Philip Hergovic. But <laughs> Philip Hergovic is a, that's a handful. And oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a huge, I mean, you can't, you, if that's not danger, I don't know what yeah. is. Yeah. Usyk, it's, um, a, it's a, that's what Usyk's got to be. Well, right? like the well exactly because if he loses because if he loses to uh, Philip Hergovic, um, there goes the giant yeah. undisputed payday, yeah. right? And that this and this business. and this dynamic does exist at every level of the division. Yeah, right. Yeah. So if Usyk uh, takes the bout, the zone will try to bid for it. Right, and so will um, Sky, and so will everybody. Mm-hmm. They'll all mm-hmm. bid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Usyk vacates or is stripped, then the first, the number two contender or who would be fighting for the vacant title is Andy Ruiz Jr. Now, Andy Ruiz Jr. is going the WBC path right now. The WBC has ordered the final eliminator. 
That's supposed yeah. to happen. That is supposed to happen. And they're both is with, that confirmed or no? No, it's not. But they're both PBC okay. fighters. And yeah. it's this is the path I think that everyone wants to yeah. follow right now. So yeah. Andy Ruiz yeah. would pass on that IBF eliminator against Philip Hergovic. Right. It would also probably be less money. Actually, right. it would definitely be less money. It would be less money. So then, so then yeah. what would happen? So then, and if you look at the rankings, next in line to fight Philip Hergovic for the vacant IBF heavyweight championship would be Anthony Joshua. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, isn't it? So this is yeah. now I'm not even saying that this is all, you know, yeah. going to happen, no, but obviously. but I think Eddie Hearn and DeZone would be quite happy to have Philip Hergovic and um, Anthony Joshua fight for the sure. vacant IBF heavyweight championship on DeZone because it guarantees that DeZone is in the heavyweight championship business because frankly, mm-hmm. if you're a heavyweight boxing fan, you know, we all support DeZone, we want to support them, but as a heavyweight boxing fan, if you look at what they're providing right now, it's not mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but then again, no one's presenting a lot. So it's yeah. almost like, what do you expect? Except yeah. theirs is a subscription. Um, they would be very happy to have the IBF heavyweight championship vacant title contested by uh, Anthony Joshua and Philip Hergovic on DAZN. They'd be glad to get yeah. that. And whoever wins, the defense of it will be on DAZN. Yeah. Right. Um, and if there's an undisputed, finally, at some point, even though mm-hmm. it's been 23 years now, it's getting to the point where yeah, you don't ah, it's, it's you don't expect it to even happen anymore now because I you know. get to the point where it's like you I know I've been you know I went out of following the sport between uh, 2012 and uh, I guess 2016 I was not mm-hmm. really following it 2017 until the era changed yeah and um, yeah there's I a just, momentum to things and this this yeah. this has felt like there's a momentum building. Yeah, but it feels it's being that. squandered somehow. Does, this yeah, is the, yeah. Yeah, and it's, which is, and it's, it's interesting. And it's sort of something to sort of look at. And I thought we'd sort of maybe wrap yeah. it up uh, with this sort of a thought. Um, obviously, right now, there's a lot of heavyweights that are TBA. There's uh, mm-hmm. to be announced. We don't know what their mm-hmm. next fight is. Um, yeah. It's they're not fighting often. There's not a lot on the schedule. Not a, not a lot of quality fights. We know yeah. there's a public out there that is crying out for quality fights. Yeah, when quality fights happen, people react huge. Oh yeah, yeah. Now but, it's 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 a balancing act though, because you know one of the things that draws me more to one of the aspects that draws me more to boxing compared to some like besides just the fact that I don't enjoy UFC. Yeah, it's also the fact that UFC just seems like it's it's like oh constant, constant, con-. like it's so constant that it's kind of like how do you even get interested in this? It's just like they're. It's, you know, if, if you're yeah. just watching, you're just wanting. It's something brutal about the fact of just wanting to watch fight, 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 fight. fight. Yeah. I I kind of like the fact that it's like when something big happens in boxing, truly big. Like if there was a undisputed, if there, if it if it was to get to the point where we have an undisputed, it would be so enormous, and that's partly because of the fact that it's such a rare occurrence. It's a little you know, too rare, but it's, it's a it's a good point. I mean, it's a little too rare, mm-hmm. and I would say the competitive fights. That happen in the lower rankings, you know, the top ten, the top twenty. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. enough happening there. Not enough happening. I mean, even exactly from the standpoint of what is understood to be, you know, in terms, if you're developing a heavyweight and you yeah. want, and he's challenging for the title, you really want him to be twenty five and zero for sure. Or, you know, with sure. twenty three. I mean, knockout. one of the one of the yeah. things that 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 I think um, that makes me look at someone like Deontay Wilder, besides the right hand that's just got this, uh, there's an aura about him, but it's yeah. also the fact that it's like, what is he forty? No, no, he's 37, 37. 37 and up? No, no. No, 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 it's his record. Oh, sorry, I think it's age. Record, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's his in the 40s, is, yeah. Yeah, 
but I mean, Which, again, but then you look oh, at most yeah. other people. It's like there's not really a lot of other people in that that range. No, I mean, he was active. He also did fight. I mean, obviously, the first many, many, many of his uh, opponents yeah. were, you know, not sure the sure. best caliber. No, no, for sure. But he did sure. stay active, and activity does make for a better heavyweight. There's no that's doubt cool. about it. If you've got a guy who's fought. 20 times in the last four years, and that sounds like a lot, and a guy who's fought three times in the last four years, and they're both undefeated, uh, I'm Ooh. betting on the guy who's fought 20 times. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So truly, uh, there is a situation right now where it's much like the economy that we live in. There yeah. are There's demand. Yeah. Um, there's a lack of supply. Mm-hmm. And people aren't interested in doing what is being requested by the purchasing public to some extent that's obviously causing inflation but in the case of the heavyweight division it's a situation where um you know i don't know i think the economic realities that the the public is facing is to some extent happening in the heavyweight division and boxing at large where Mm -hmm. um people are not willing to work for the same amount of money that they used to work for because they intuitively know that it's not worth as well, much as yeah, it, was. it was yeah and it doesn't it doesn't do as much and i think no. you know and it's a lot of that and it's i think that's what's happening right now in the heavyweight division and i think the promoters are in a squeeze because they're trying to put these cards together and they're putting everything together and in fact the demand has softened as well because of yeah. what's going on yeah. so it's a situation where they'd have to pay more to get less now do you think like just Coming from outside, like not knowing enough enough about this, but I I still am kind of like when I when I hear the belts like IBF and stuff like this, I'm like who who are they? Like who are the people that are making those decisions? <laughs> that's another that's another conversation, but it's yes. Okay, uh, well the, we can uh, save that conversation. Yeah, we'll but... save that one. But that's that's the that is who are these who are these? People? Yeah, because in my I... head they're just these shadow. <laughs> <laughs> shadow well, well, you know what? It, I'm not saying they spend all their time in the shadows, but there's definitely <laughs> there, there there's the perception out there that they're shadowy, even though you know I, I yeah no it's look, just, it's interesting because because yeah. having the four belts and having this this mix, like I still don't you know like was it the was it that group of figures that got in the way of this fight or was it was it eddie hearn just doing having a card that he could pull oh you mean the ibf uh mandatory? Yeah, yeah as far as the mandatory yeah i mean eddie hearn i i don't i'm He's not just following saying, the rules and just he, doing he i don't we don't know what triggered the ibf right. to do that okay it's okay. not known okay okay but um yeah so that's what I was a little bit confused but i yeah, mean yeah uh, you just have to you just have to wait. Yeah, no, I mean Eddie Hearn wanted that IBF uh, yeah, you mandatory. Can't blame him for that. You can't. No, like and in fact, he's his... he's admitted. Yeah, like he has he absolutely admitted that yeah. I have scuttled or delayed and yeah. yeah. on any undisputed uh, yeah heavyweight championship from happening. Yeah. yeah, because if the undisputed heavyweight championship happens, yeah, and you know it's Tyson Fury and Frank Warren. Let's say they got it. Mm-hmm. That means they control boxing. Yeah, they control it. Yeah, yeah. So they control the sport. Well, that's, what's, uh, that's what I find so interesting, though, because from a fan's point of view, like, again, if you're looking for just fights, I can see how people are like, oh, this is this is I can see people turning away at some point because it's so laborious to get these fights to happen. Right. Yeah. But uh, and there's obviously there's there is um, there is a, there's systems. There's the there are the four belts. There is some uh, and, there's pub- of, and public yeah, pressure and, and public yeah. pressure and all these things. But um, but it's not one you know because it's not one thing it makes it to me it makes it more interesting but it, it comes at the cost of this where you're like geez it's uh yeah i mean it, it comes at the cost where you're sort of paying attention to something that 
isn't really trying to keep your attention. It's very yeah. strange. Yeah, it's very strange. Very, very strange. strange. But yet, I think there's no solution to that. It's, no, and I think it's, I think it's that, again that reflects what's happening in a lot of the world. It's, well, it's it's very much a reflection, and I think that's why the heavyweight division is interesting because you're dealing with the very top of possibility in terms of mm-hmm. of boxing and everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, and these are the best. So yeah, they are. But right now, it's a uh, it's economically very strange, and the division is very strange. We hope something's going to happen. Let's look forward to November twenty sixth. Yep, definitely. And Ryan, to that. Uh, anything else? Uh, anything else? To talk about or is that it? I think we're I think that's much it. Done. Um, yeah, yeah. There's other. I mean, there are. I've, I've always got lots of questions, but there's still, there'll be more podcasts in the future. So, but I would definitely recommend if you want to have some fun before mm-hmm. I give you my perception or my perspective on uh, what these uh yeah i will sanctioning bodies are these belts i would i would almost i know people don't like these words but you know do your own research but yeah, yeah, no, just actually sure. but for really sure. just read about what yeah read yeah. just yeah, read no, about what yeah. it is yeah and Absolutely. i would say yeah and they're interesting i would say if i was going to start researching them i would research the uh, wba okay and the wbc and then okay. do the IBF and then the WBO. But just WBC, WBA, that's really the roots of the uh, the situation, yeah. if you yeah. will. Yeah. Yeah. All right? All right, this, is, this is TopHeavyweights.com. I'm your host, Sean Rosen, and I'm here with the casual fan, Ryan Price. We're signing off. We'll see you soon.